Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Monday afternoon? Hope everybody had a great week, a great weekend, and your day is going wonderful. All right, so we got a good show planned for you today, and uh, we got a whole lot of stuff we're going to be talking about. So I hope you're ready, and uh, because we got a lot to talk about, and we got plenty of time to talk about it. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. Okay, so let me tell you how you can be. Ooh, excuse me. Let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is just to call me at three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You can also email me at ericletstalk at gmail dot com. And don't forget our chat room is always open at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways uh, you can participate in the show today. 
And for the most part, uh, you can always send me emails, uh, you know, throughout the week, what have you. I respond to them, no problem. Um, so that's how you can talk to me today anyway. And for those that, you know, follow me on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, and you can also send me messages that way as well, okay? So, as I said before, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the the, uh, the impeachment trial that went on last week. And, um, you know, it, it was a lot. It was a lot that went on. A whole lot of nothing, if you ask me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about something else that has the, the country, especially in the African-American community, up in arms, and that that is uh, Gail King in her interview with Lisa Leslie regarding a question that she asked um, uh, Lisa Leslie regarding Kobe Bryant. So yeah, we're gonna get into that because that has the African American community up in arms. Even some of the the biggest name celebrities are coming after Gail King and it's interesting and I think we yeah we should we should talk about that a little bit um, so we're gonna get into that and also we're gonna talk about some of the primaries that's coming up that I think personally I think are, are more important leading up to the November election you know because I know it's the presidential election but there's more at stake than just the president presidency. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Okay, so before we get into the actual conversation or me starting my dialogue, we're going to go ahead and play you some music. And of course, you know, last time I think uh, the president had, quote unquote, a big win, as you know, a lot of people consider this acquittal um, from the impeachment trial. I played this song by DJ Khaled, All I Do Is Win. And right now, this is what the president is feeling. He feels as though he, he can't lose. So, we're going to play that song right there. So, i see y'all in about four minutes. Enjoy the music. And 
And they say there, and they say yeah, and they say there. Head on a swivel, you know serving me's a no-no Clean as a whistle as I pull out in my rose race Yellow bone passenger, they see it, they say, oh boy Shell Kelly, back it up, my niggas call me loco Down for armed traffic, you know, make me pull that fofo Ask you what you laughing at, represent that mud life Dirty money, bitch, you better get your mud right We come together, holding hands and holler, mud life We all strapping all black, it's like mud life All I do is win, 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 no matter what Got money on my mind, I can never get it up And every time I step up in the building Everybody's hands go up And they stay there Hot on the stove, water getting boiled, dope being sold, Snoopy in the hooky, system overload, I've been running this rap game since I was 20 years old, I hung with the worst of them, bust till I burst them up, floss them up, toss them up, harder work, cross them up, pardon me, I'm bossing up, press you up, bless you bro, don't mess with us. We like the U in the 80s. Back to back, set a track. Hit the lick, get it back. Get the trick, jump the track. Bitch, I want my money back. Time and time again, while I'm sipping on this gin. Al David said it best, just win, baby, win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get it up. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. All right, there it was, your song of the day, one of them anyway, DJ Khaled, and all I do is win. And, of course, as I said before, you know, that's how the Trump administration is feeling right now, especially the orange one himself. All he's doing right now is winning. I don't care how you look at it, how you feel about him. All he's doing is winning. You know, so whether it's through intimidation or actually doing something positive, no. All he's doing is winning. So, anyway, I thought I'd play that song today just because <laughs> it matched to me. But, anyway, welcome back to the show. This is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And I do apologize if I sound a little snuffy, uh, stuffy today, and I may cough here and there. Allergies got me, act, you know, acting up. So, please bear with me a little bit. But, anyway, I want to welcome Pulling for you to the show. Thank you in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out with us today. As I said before, we're going to talk about a few things here. Uh, we got some time, so we're not going to rush this thing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the impeachment um, hearing that ended up in acquittal for the president. As I said, all he do is win, 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 win. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about Gail King. Yeah, that has the African-American community up in arms. Um, there are some people that are really upset about that thing now. Um, her questioning to Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. Uh, 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, of course, I'm going to let you know about some voting primaries that's coming up that I do believe um, the American citizens should pay attention to and get out and, and, and do their thing on. All right? So those are all the things we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to rock and roll, man, because we, like I say, we, we got plenty of time. All right, so the title of today's show is Let the Carnage Begin. And, and it's interesting because the impeachment, well, before I go started, let me explain something about this impeachment thing, okay? The president is has been impeached, okay? That's not going anywhere. That title is going to stick. He has been impeached, period. Point blank. All right. Now, the, the point of the Senate hearing, or as they say, trial, was to decide whether or not what he has been impeached for was serious enough for him to be removed from office. Now, before this whole thing started, way back last year, when they were even thinking about it, I told y'all how this thing was going to play out. The House was going to impeach him, and the Senate was going to uh, find him not guilty. It was going to acquit him. And that's how it fell along. It went right along schedule. Now, it's interesting because kudos must be given to Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell pulled off a, 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 a coup that, I mean, nobody else could have done. You know, when you have a trial, but you have no witnesses, none whatsoever, none, that's, that's, that's a coup right there. I mean, that, that, that is something that you really can't uh, pull off usually. But he did it. He did it. And, you know, when he stands in front of the microphone with that little sl- nasty smile of his, you know he knows he's gotten away with one. But anyway, you know, you, you have to give credit where credit is due because that is what has happened with this Senate um, thing. But when I start talking about the carnage, because you can, you, if you didn't see it coming, you have seen it within the last week or so. Uh, what has happened to those that have spoken out against, uh, spoken out against the president? You know, whether uh, they were telling the truth or they just were involved in maybe telling the truth. You've seen what has happened. And it's nothing new for this administration. It, it, it really isn't. You know, they, I'm not even going to say they, the president has one simple rule. If you're not with me, you're against me. Welcome to the show, Pata. Glad to see you hanging out with me today. All right. So, and I understand a lot of Americans are upset about this, but let's look at this. Let's look at this from a point of view of, I'm a businessman. He's a businessman. Okay. And it's simple. It really is. It's very logical. If you're not going to stick up with me no matter what, then I can't have you on my team. I can't. It's just that simple. And that is the way this president actually looks at things, literally. I know some people say, well, that's still not right. Yeah, it's not. But right now, he's in a position where he controls everything, which is interesting to say the least. Because let's look at this 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 uh, uh, trial, this so-called trial. Number one, number one, the Democrats screwed it up from the beginning. 
Okay, they 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 screwed up from the beginning because during the impeachment hearings, the first part of it, when it was in the House, they should have insisted on there being uh, uh, witnesses. They, without a doubt, if you had to subpoena, 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 go and put some handcuffs and march them in, just like he marched those Vietman brothers out of the White House, march them in there and have them tell what they know under oath. But what happened was the Democrats decided to play this little game. Well, we're going to go through with our impeachment, and what we're going to do after our impeachment is we're going to hold on to the articles of impeachment before we send them to the Senate and force them to agree to have witnesses. Well, the, 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 the thought process was flawed from the beginning because once that was over, the impeachment hearing was over, the Senate had all the control in it. You can hold on to these to these articles of impeachment as long as you want to. That means we don't have to have a trial anytime until we decide to have a trial. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And as it went on, you, you begin to notice how um <laughs> Um, the average African American didn't care that much, according to the states. It's political theater, and it makes, and it seems people are waking up. You are right. You are right, Pastor. You are absolutely right. But the only problem with African Americans really not caring that much, we have to understand how the system system is working and what is at stake in these upcoming elections. Number one. But we also have to understand how the system is working in order for us to change it. And I, when I say us, I'm not just talking about African Americans. I'm talking about citizens, period. Okay? But we'll get back to that point here in a minute. Um, but when you have a bunch of, a, a, a group of people that no wrong has been done, but yet you're so afraid to step out and say, uh, uh, yeah, it's wrong. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. You know, we we, we go, it's crazy. You know, I, in fact, I got ahead of myself already. Because here's, here's a, a little quote I wanted to read. Um, it says, know your worth. You must find the courage to leave the table if respect is no longer being served. And basically for every senator, Republican senator in there that sat in that Senate and decided not to to voice what they really felt, they need to get their butts up from the table. They really do. Now, there are reports coming out that a lot of them now are saying, well, yeah, we believe it, it, he, what he did was wrong, but we were scared to say anything because of repercussions. So where are, you, where are, you, where are your, your, your standards? Where are your standards? You scared of losing a seat because uh, of what this man has done or said or what he could, quote, unquote, do to you? That's not right. They're, they are not men. They're mice. They're mice. Now, you know, the carnage, the carnage after this thing. It's interesting because you had the Vitman brothers, Sarlin, uh, who else? Um, 
the, the ambassadors, all of them been relieved already. And those are the individuals that actually spoke up during the impeachment hearing. They said, yeah, it was wrong. We felt that it was wrong. It was quid pro quo. Oh. But nobody paid attention to that. But the administration did. Trump did. He did. And with that happening, now that he feels that he has won, he can't. He feels he can't be stopped now. He can't. He has to put the, the Republican Party right where he wants them. They're scared of him. In other words, they will support anything he say. That's why what's coming up here as far as elections are even more important than most people believe. Yeah, it's true. African American, most African Americans could care less about what happened uh, over these last few weeks. They could care less. Who cares? No, we know he wasn't going to get convicted. We know uh, he's going to do what he want to do. So what does that mean, though? What does that mean? Bye. I see you. Welcome to the show. What does that mean? What does that mean? The American public are is such a, a unique group. It really is. Because as I, as, as I often say, if it doesn't really involve our bubble, we really care less about what's going on. You know, there's many, many, many different arguments out there about whether the economy is good, if Trump policies cause the economy to be good, uh, job creations, so forth and so on. Okay, those talking points. But what do you know further about it? How, how much do you know how deep this thing goes? Powder says, I think that we understand better now more than ever. The Internet, while full of misinformation, has opened up a world of possibilities through information. More and more African Americans are looking for solutions from within our community. Politics, politics should only be a strategic play. Okay, I, I'm not arguing with that. And, and you're right. More of us are beginning. More are beginning to understand. And, and speaking of the internet, you know, when you, when you start talking about the internet, you're right. There's so many crazy things out there about each individual, and you know, this administration compared to that administration. And I often say, you have to be able to decipher, to decipher which what is true and what is not. And don't, don't just stop on that one piece. Go look, look a little deeper. You know, check out, you know, some of those names, that those pieces that be underlined in blue, that be in blue. Click on some of those links and see what, what's going on also. Because you learn a lot that way. As you said, the Internet. The Internet has all kind of information out there. We just do not take our time to, to uh, uh, go deep into it because, Nine times ten, we don't really pay attention to it. We can care less. We can care less unless it has something to do with a song or a game or a movie or a clip somebody done recommended. Yeah, you go and look at that. But when it comes to actually digging into some things that's going on within the government that may actually affect the community, oh, we're not paying any attention to that. 
That requires too much work. That requires reading, number one. <laughs> don't get me started on this reading thing. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off, off where I want to go here right now. But anyway, back to the acquittal. So we had a trial. We had no uh, uh, testimony, no witnesses, just lawyers up there jawjacking. Now, for those that don't mean the who, who really has no idea what jawjacking is, they're just running off at the mouth. That's all, that's all it was, a bunch of folk running off at the mouth, rich white men running off at the mouth. Nothing was going to be settled. Nothing still hasn't been settled. You know, my question is, where was Giuliani? Where is Giuliani? Where's Mulvaney? You know, we know Bolton came out with something, but he, he, man, even though he had information, he rejected even to come and have a written affidavit David done for the hearing. But why is this? Why? And nobody actually pushed hard enough for these people to come in and, and, and testify. That is the scary part about it. It makes you kind of think this was just a, a show, a side show. A side show. For the last, what, 12, 8, 8 to 12 years, Congress has done nothing, nothing but fight back and forth. Yeah, they'll pass a little tiny bill here and there just to make themselves look good. Oh, yeah, they'll do that. They'll do that. Especially now that election is coming up. Oh, yeah, you're going to see little tiny things come. But as far as doing anything, any actual work, hey, that's not happening. It hasn't happened. And we, we got to change that, people. We got to change that. You have some people been on there. You have some people that have been in, uh, in Congress since 1996, 80-something. I mean, really. How do you expect anything to change? See, here's my thing. Everybody is upset because Trump uh, got caught on a phone call asking for a foreign country to investigate a political rival and withheld money to do that, okay? Now, here's my thought process on this. Every administration has done it. They just didn't get caught. Biden was bold enough to say it during a forum or interview. He said it. We did it. But the only difference is Biden is no longer in office. You know? Biden is no longer in office. At all. So, I don't even know why that is even in his, why he went after it like that, but we know why. Because at the time, they felt uh, Biden was the biggest political threat to Trump uh, running for a second term. And by the way, uh, although the president has been acquitted, he cannot run for a third term. Let me go on and throw that out there right now. According to the 22nd Amendment, it cannot happen. Okay? Article 2. And the 22nd Amendment of the Constitution, it cannot happen. <laughs> you know, I, I've, 
seen all this stuff out there. And it's just crazy because people just keep putting it out there, and it's not true. That's what I'm talking about. We we got to do better. We have to uh, um, inform ourselves. The Affordable Care Act really pisses me off. I don't care about until I need a doctor and find out how I had no options according to insurance. <sighs> you know, here's 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 the thing about the Affordable Care. You know, it's a good idea. Yeah, it needs some tweaking. It really does. But as long as insurance companies are involved, Big Palmer is involved, you're never going to have a perfect system. It's not You're not going to find it. I don't care who it is. You know, who comes up with the idea? You know, and actually, Trump, since he took office, has been claiming that he's going to come out with a better form, of a better version of health care. We haven't heard anything about that yet. Nothing. He keeps mentioning it, but as far as happening, it, it just hasn't happened. But I, I don't want to get off track with that. But anyway, so why was why why wasn't Mulvaney? Uh, <laughs> why wasn't Mulvaney? Why wasn't uh, 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 Bolden? Why why didn't they didn't they get to um, testify? Why weren't they forced to testify? Because I think both of them had a, a whole lot of lot of. Uh, uh, information that could have been shared that may have um, enlightened the American public just a little bit more. I do believe that. But but here are some of the things. Mulvaney, he actually admitted okay, from the White House briefing room that the president withheld vital military aid in order to pressure Ukraine to conduct investigations that would benefit the president's personal and political interests. Not the national interest, but the, his personal and political interest. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Biden, I know. Anyway, Fiona Hill, y'all remember her, right? Yeah. You know, uh, she also said Mulvaney in the administration's pressure campaign in Ukraine she told investigators that John Bolton, Trump's former national security advisor, was so alarmed by what he heard about Trump's contacts with Kiev that he instructed her to notify the chief lawyer for the National Security Council about the efforts of Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, Mulvaney, and Gordon Sondland, the U.S. ambassador. Uh, I am not a part of whatever the drug deal Sondland and Mulvaney are cooking up. That what Bolton said now. Bolton said that, and he was actually watching. He was actually watching uh, Giuliani during this whole thing. Now, once again, as I've, I asked the question before, where are these individuals right now? They have been quiet, and we know Rudy Giuliani is never quiet. He's always on somebody's talk show uh, talking crazy. So why hasn't been there now? We don't know, and we may never know. And that is the thing. We went through this whole trial thing. We went through this whole thing. And what did we learn? Not a dang on thing, except for the, the, the Senate is scared of the president. We did learn. Except, hold up, except for Mitt Romney. Now, that took a whole, 
whole lot, whole lot of, of balls for him to stand up. Now, some would say, well, you know, Mitt is, Mitt is trying to get back at Trump because y'all, let's go back to when Trump first was elected and he was looking to fill his cabinet and he brought Mitt in and they had a conversation and then he made Mitt believe that he was going to get a position and then after a while, you know, Trump said, nope, ain't, it's not going to happen. Go on about your own way. <laughs> so some say that, you know, Mitt is trying to get back at him because of that. I, I don't think so. I think Mitt just said, I'm tired of this. I, I'm, I'm tired of it. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> but it is what it is, right? It is. It's wrong. It's wrong. But we got the the result that we thought we were going to get. It didn't really really surprise anyone. And, you know, now we we have the 2020 election coming up. Um, The election's coming up, and and it's it's about to get interesting, which we'll probably talk a lot about that on Monday, next Monday, because, you know, it's really getting interesting, especially on the Democratic side. We already know. Trump has the the, the the Republican side locked up. He had a couple of little challenges, but after the after hour, you know, that they just dropped out. They just dropped out. Bloomberg talking about getting in, but he really doesn't want to because him and Trump used to be buddies. You know, they ran in the same circles. Although Bloomberg has more money than Trump, you know, they they know what's going on with that. So I don't think Bloomberg is really going to get in, but we'll see. We shall see. Um, another big thing, um, the State of the Union address, when Nancy Pelosi tore up the papers, man, who really cares if she tore up the papers or not? I really could care less. She tore up some papers. Whether it was, was the State of the Union speech or her notes or whatever, I really don't care. Do you really care if she tore up some papers? You know, if you notice when she first, when he first walked in, he didn't even bother to shake her hand. Nobody's got upset about that. You know, it's tit for tat. That's all it is, tit for tat. A bunch of rich white folks are battling each other. So who really cares? You know, we have a great conversation going on in our chat room now um, about the Affordable Care Act and a couple of other things. We'll get to to that in a little bit. Socialism, oh, Lord. You know, and, and this election, I'm glad that word came up. You know, there are some key words. Y'all know I'm big on key words, especially politically, because those words will be you will hear over and over and over again. I don't care what politician, what party you're going to hear the same words over and over again. Socialism is one. They're killing that word, socialism. That word, Christianity, Christian. I mean, these are the key words that you're going to continuously hear over and over and over again. Because as of right now, that is what's driving uh, the Trump base, those words right there. Not that people are really trying to find out what the definition of these words are 
or what they they really mean when they say it. They just throwing them out there. And conservative, I am conservative. So what? Who cares? What is conservative? What is liberal? It's a title that somebody has came up with to identify someone else. Not saying they really know what it means. It's just it sounds good to brand somebody else because that's not what I believe in. And y'all know how I feel about labels. They suck. They suck because we fall for it and we continue to to, to regurgitate the same thing over and over and over. And then eventually you allow yourself to be labeled as one of those. And you really have no idea what it is. Because if you were to sit down and really think about it, you believe in some of everything everyone says, but it may not be along with your party affiliation, quote unquote. The same as some of these people that's running for office. But it sounds good. And, and if I can use that to get in office, then that's what they're doing. You know, it, 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 you know, it was funny. I was watching, um, I called a little bit of CBS News, you know, this morning. And they were actually showing the homes that some of the Democratic uh, candidates live in. And how much the house was worth when they bought it compared to how much it's worth now. I say, wow, who really cares? Who cares what, how they, what, what kind of house they live in? There's some athletes living bigger and better houses than the politicians. You're not worried about that. But see, once again, those are the type of things that, that distract the normal Joe from paying attention to what's really going on. <laughs> you know? That's what's distraction. And that's all it is, a distraction. Get you to talk about it. But then again, if it works, it works, correct? It has worked for years. It has worked for years. You know, and I wouldn't go go here, but I can't help but go here right now. You know, when Biden joined, got into this race, everybody said, okay, now there's a real challenger to President Trump. But what has come out is Biden is very vulnerable. He's vulnerable. You know, they, they talked him into getting it because they felt that the African-American vote would get behind Biden. But really, if you really look at it, what has Biden really done? besides the, the vice president to President Obama. He dropped a couple of F-bombs here and there. You know, we know he even sat there and told what that administration did. Well, what has he done? So now he's very, very vulnerable, and, and he's no longer the viable candidate. He's not. But once again, what is that to do? To get the African-American vote. It's interesting that when it's election time, African-Americans, well, I'm going to put it this, used to be important. The vote used to be important. You know, you see all these politicians flocking to churches and, and trying to get in the neighborhood or what have you. But now, now, here it is. 
more African Americans are beginning to wake up and realize that they're being pimped. <laughs> well, thank you, Father. Thank you. You know, we, we the American men are being pimped, and they're tired of being pimped. Now, here I go again, and I'm gonna say it. I don't care who gets mad at me, but I have said been saying this for a long time. I'm gonna continue to say it. Okay, no, nothing to. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's for everybody. I'm not just black folk, to everybody. Here's the situation we are in. For so many years, we have been led to believe that you have to be a part of either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. That, that, that is what we have been told. We have been programmed to believe. Any uh, group outside of that, you're just not counted because you really don't count. My point of view is this. You don't have to be a part of either one of them. You don't. Because as we have seen, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not a a, 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 a process that is conductive to constructive Improvement. I'm just going to put it out there like that. Okay? It, it doesn't work. Now, what we have to do is choose the best possible candidate. It doesn't matter. Get out of this old time thinking that I'm a Democrat, I'm going to always stay a Democrat. No, you don't have to do that. I'm a Republican, I'm going to stay a Republican. You don't have to do that because... Just because this person is running under your party uh, label or whatever you want to call it, doesn't mean they, they have the, uh, what's your best interest in, in, in mind. It doesn't. You know, Bike says it doesn't work for you. I am liking Trump's America. It works for me. Of course. Of course. And you know what? That's fine. If it's working for you, let it work for you. I, that's your choice. That's your choice. I'm not going to knock you or get in a drag out argument about it because you like Trump's America. Fine. Continue to like it. But when it changes, and it's going to change, whether it be this this year or the next four years, it's going to change. Okay. Don't 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 get 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 all upset about it because it's going to change. You know that's the beauty of America. You know you have you're free to do whatever the heck you want to do. What I'm saying is, don't continue to fall in this pre-programmed, conditioned thought process that I'm just going to be a Republican or I'm just going to be a Democrat. That's what I'm saying. Vote for the best possible person. You know, it's interesting that with the elections coming up, 
only thing people are talking about or the media is letting you know about is what? The presidential election. Yeah, it's important. But here it is. Here's my thing on this. And I say it all the time, and I, I'm going to continue to say it. You know, a president is only in office for the longest of four years. Listen to what I'm saying. The president is only in office at the most eight years. I'm sorry, eight years. That's it. After eight years, they're out of there. They are out of there. Okay? This is what I'm telling you. But you have Pelosi. You have Mitch McConnell. You have Schiff and a few others that's been there, what, 20, 30 years in Congress. In Congress. Let's really look at this. So who's really running the country? You think? I mean, eight years, fam, eight years. That's it. Congressman. And I think Senate is, what, six years? Uh, House of Representatives, what, four years, two years, something like that? Yeah. So who's running, really running the country? What we have to do is pay attention to the legislative branch. You know? No, 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 no. No term limits. Are you crazy? Yeah, you, you done lost it. <laughs> You know, and that's the other thing. You need to put some term limits on, on, on Congress. I, I said it before. I said it again. You need to put some term limits on com- Congress. Just like the president has term limits, Congress needs term in- limits. And, Mike, honestly, no. You you like the you like Trump America now. 16 years? Yeah, you ain't going to like Trump America by then. You're not. I don't, I don't care what you say or how you say it. But, hey, that's that's what you want. Ultimate reality is always a good thing sometimes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. But anyway, you know, so let's look at it like that. Let's, let, let's look at it like that. You know, we can change it, but we have to start with uh, the legislature branch And not only that You have to hold their feet to the fire Don't just elect them and think They're, they're just going to uh, uh, That's going to be it Because no it's not You've got to force them to do their job Do their job But then again, that is the hard part, isn't it? That is. That's the hard part. Let them do their job. (laughs) Make them do their job. But you have so much other stuff going on, they're not really trying to do anything. They're not. They can care less about doing what the people want. It's what Big Palmer want. It's what the lobbyists want. It's not. If anyone comes in with a new idea, i.e., the quote unquote the squad 
or a couple of other individuals that came in wanting to do some new things. Oh, no, it's radical. Oh, no, that can't be done. They're crazy. You know, the, the hardest thing to accept, no matter what you're doing, is change. It's change, especially if you have been somewhere 30 and 40 years. You're not trying to change anything because the way it's working now is good for you. Because then you don't want to change. Right? And that's the bottom line. You know, I always go back to this movie because I think it's really a true representation of what how Congress works. Eddie Murphy, the distinguished gentleman. And that's how a lot of a lot of Americans vote. The name you know. That's how Eddie Murphy in the movie got elected. The one of the congressmen died and Eddie Murphy has you know had the same name, so he ran on name recognition. Didn't put any pictures up, just name recognition. So when the people went to the polls, oh, yeah, Johnson, yeah, I remember him. Okay, yeah, he's been doing okay to me. Bam, bam, bam. And that's how a lot of us vote today. And we need to stop that. We need to get away from this Democrat, this Republican, all that crap. Get away from that. If you want change, you have to force change. Don't think it's just going to happen uh, with the same people in the same spot over and over again because it's not going to happen. You get what we got now, a Congress that does nothing but argue back and forth. And it was interesting that the same individuals that uh, claim that, you know, impeachment is this and you shouldn't do this, are the same ones that was were crying for uh, witnesses and stuff when Clinton was was um, impeached. Clinton got impeached for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office and lying about it. That's what he was impeached for. Some simple as that. And, and yes, I say getting a blowjob because that's basically what happened. But, hey, Trump is impeached, okay? The, Rep- the, the Democrats can run on that. He has been impeached. That's not going to change. Just like Clinton, he was impeached. He still got reelected. But, yeah. And, and that's just, I'm going to leave it right there, right now. I, I'm just going to leave it right there. <laughs> you know, the only problem I have right now is the firing of these individuals that were bold enough to stand up and tell the truth. You know, Lieutenant Colonel Bidman and his brother. He threw his brother out. His brother didn't have anything to do with anything. He was just there. Okay, you got the same name. You got to go. You have to go. Okay. <laughs> Bye. L. Oh, yeah. Let me read you something from Donald Trump Jr., and this was really interesting uh, because this told it all right here. This really did. So if you don't think these firings have anything to do with these guys uh, telling the truth, 
It is. Donald Trump Jr., uh, he did a tweet last night, uh, sarcastically thanking House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff for helping President Donald Trump unearth who, was all, who all needed to be fired for testifying against Trump in his impeachment inquiry. I'm sorry. Um, Vidman, as I said, you know, he's been removed. Uh, who else? Um, one of the, the, the um, ambassadors, Taylor, I think, they told Taylor he had to go. Taylor was like, nope, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to have to fire me because I'm going to stay on until my term is up. And the administration was like, nope, I don't think that's going to happen. You're fired. Come on back. Yeah, but Donald Trump Jr., he, he got involved in it. it it's just crazy. But nobody's saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bike says, all them people that testified against Trump now need to defend what they claim or serve some prison time. You know what? Honestly, at this point, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. You know, because what what they going to serve prison time for? Telling the truth? Hmm. Imagine that. But some people believe that's what should happen, right? Tell the truth. You go to jail. You continue to, 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 to follow the lie and keep going, then okay. But what if, Mike, but what if they didn't? Mike says if they lied, they are treach, treach, treasonous. Okay. But what if they didn't lie? What if they didn't lie? And here's another point I'm going to make, and I tried to stay away from it, but I'm going to make it. If this was a perfect phone call, if what was done was correct, why did the White House keep all these individuals from testifying? Put them on the stand, let them prove that it didn't happen. And don't give me this national security crap, because that's a bunch of bull also. So, once again, you know, it just depends on, 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 on. <laughs> I know, I said prove they told the truth. Exactly. But how can they prove it without actually sitting on the stand testifying, I know. And if that's the case, why did the White House stop them from doing that? Once again, we would never know. We will never know. Well, we would know probably six, seven years down the line when all these books come out and truth really comes out. <laughs> and then we will know. We will know. But until then, hey, we just got to go with what we know so far. And that's nothing. I actually said when this whole thing came out, it was based on hearsay, number one. You know, and I, I'm surprised they didn't get Parnas to, to testify. He had all this information. He seems to have disappeared along with Rudy Giuliani. 
This is amazing. They're very, very visual until they're needed, and then they just disappear. They just disappear. We're gone. <laughs> anyway, so that was the Senate acquittal. That is what has happened. Trump is on a, 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 a celebration tour. You know, he feels he's invincible. The Senate has backed him up on that, that, that thought process that he's invincible besides Mitt Romney. So let's see what happens. Only thing to change uh, the, 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 the environment or the, the atmosphere now is the 2020 election. That's it. That is it. Okay? Now, with all that being said, I highly encourage you to do your own the own investigation, your own research or what have you. Or you can continue listening to me because I'm going to keep digging. And, you know, I'm always looking and reading. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something. But we have elections primaries coming up. And as I said, we, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that later, later in this show. I'm not going to really beat you up with too much politics right now because it's something else I want to talk about. But first, before we get to Gail King and this thing with um, Kobe Bryant and Lisa Leslie, which was really, really, uh, this is an interesting topic I want to talk about as well. We're going to play you a little bit of music here, and then after the music, we're going to come back, and we're going to be talking about Gail King, Lisa Leslie, and the interview regarding Kobe Bryant. You know, that has the African-American community really up in arms. All right, so enjoy the little interlude, and I'll see y'all back in about four and a half minutes. All right, Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Y'all enjoy. See you in a minute.
Fine. We're back. All right, this is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Let's Talk. All right, hey, little musical interlude. You know, let you get up and get some water or whatever you need to do, go to the bathroom. Hey, but we're back. All right, changing the topics here a little bit. <sighs> I don't know if you know, you, you are aware that um, there's been an uproar. A lot of people going after Gail King because she, you know, she had a a, a interview with Lisa Leslie after Kobe Bryant passed, and people got upset because one of the questions she asked was about uh, Kobe's Kobe being accused of rape. I think it's back in the nineties. I think I was never a big follower of Kobe, so. But anyway, and uh, yeah, so a lot of individuals got upset about it. And basically, okay, you know, because actually black people in the African-American community, we have a saying, you know, don't speak ill of the dead. And in this whole situation, the, the you know, he was never found guilty. Uh, the girl was found to have, you know, she was running game, basically. That's what she do. Athletes come in and she sleep with them and, you know, try to get money out of them, what have you. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but he was never uh, convicted. So a lot of people got upset because of the way it was uh, presented and how she continued to, to ask the question. As, even after Lisa Leslie, who done a wonderful, who did a wonderful job answering and trying to hold her composure without going off. Well, that didn't work for a lot of African, African Americans because once they saw it, then they went in and um, Individuals like Snoop Dogg uh, and a couple of others, they were really upset about it. Uh, Gail King came back and, and, you know, gave her, her her take on what really happened. You know, she said basically CBS, uh, uh, I'm going to say Bushwhacker, basically. You know, they put out this little snippet uh, that she didn't really, understand, you know, think they would put out because the whole interview itself was, you know, a nice interview. But they just chose this one part to continue to play. So, um, you know, I'm going to play this clip here with Gail talking and then, you know, the actual interview of what was wrong. And then we're going to come back and talk about that a little bit. I think it's very interesting. And I want to really hear some of y'all comments on, on this thing because, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they shouldn't be so hard on Gail. Yeah, but here's a history, Gail and, and Oprah, and I'll get into that in a little bit. All right, so uh, listen to this clip, and then we'll come back and talk about it, okay? All right. If I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me, too. I am mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I am very angry. That's Gail King responding to backlash over her interview with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. The CBS This Morning co-host took to Instagram early Thursday morning with her side of the story. Uh, unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. Here's the backstory. On Tuesday, Gail's wide-ranging interview with the former WNBA star and Kobe's longtime friend aired. It's been said that his legacy is complicated, 
because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? Mm -hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. The network later posted a clip featuring Gail asking Lisa about Kobe's 2003 rape charge and subsequent criminal case. And people got mad. Even Snoop Dogg took to social media with this message for Gail. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. But here's what Gail wants everyone to know. So I've been told, or I've been advised, to say nothing. But that's not good enough for me. I reached out to Lisa because I know that she's a longtime friend of Kobe's to talk about his legacy and their friendship. We had a really wide-ranging interview. Talked about many things. And yes, we talked about that court case because that court case has also come up. And I wanted to get Lisa's take on it as a friend who knew him well, what she thought, where that should stand. Is it even a fair question to talk about it considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time. It's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. It was very powerful when she looked me in the eye as a member of the media to say it's time for the media to leave it alone and to back off. And I insisted, I insisted that that part be in the interview because I thought that it put a nice button on that part of the conversation. The 61-year-old journalist goes on to explain that the initial feedback about her interview with Lisa was all positive. But she's not okay with the network posting the clip about Kobe's legal battle. For the network to take the most uh, salacious part when taken out of context and put it up online for people who didn't see the whole interview is very upsetting to me. And there will be a very uh, intense discussion about that. In a statement to ET, a spokesperson for CBS News explains, quote, Gail conducted a thoughtful, wide-ranging interview with Lisa Leslie about the legacy of Kobe Bryant. An excerpt was posted that did not reflect the nature and tone of the full interview. We are addressing the internal process that led to this, and changes have already been made. When Kobe was 24, he was charged with one count of felony assault after a then 19-year-old woman went to the police claiming he sexually assaulted her in his Colorado hotel room back in 2003. The case was dropped in 2004 after the accuser declined to testify. The same woman also filed a civil suit, which was settled out of court in 2005. I've never done one of these before. I didn't even... I, I've never done one of these before, but this was so important to me that I felt I had to say something. I don't want to sit up on a set and read a prepared remark. Uh, I wanted you to hear exactly where I'm coming from and how I'm feeling. And to let everybody know that no disrespect intended. And now I've got to go to work. Uh, I thank you for listening. Bryant, along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven others, died in a helicopter crash on January 26th. He will be missed, but he will not be forgotten, that's for sure. All right, there it was.
So you've heard it. You heard the interview itself. Okay. As I said, I just want to hear what you have to say about this. Um, it was interesting because if you really listen to that clip right there at the end, did you notice how that that reporter and it was um, Entertainment Tonight? Did you really pay attention to how they still got the information in? Okay, about the civil suit and how it was settled out of court. Did you hear that? I don't know if y'all was paying attention, but yeah, I want y'all to understand. Did you hear that? You know when when she said that, and then at the end, Kobe Bryant was killed. And, you know the sympathy part. You know that well, isn't that an old trick or what? You know, but anyway, let's see. Some of the responses have that excuse could have worked, but Gail pushing the issue. First of all, stop it. Let me say this. Uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, she didn't need to go there in the first. So who give a damn if you are hurt or crying over the backlash? That woman lost her husband and her daughter. Where is the sympathy for Kobe's family? No, that D wanted to stir up controversy just like her girlfriend Oprah did with all her interviews with black men in the same Me Too BS. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's one response I have about it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Bike says, I have three controversial opinions. Overzealous and reckless reporter, well, none, one. Two, claiming it is disrespectful is just black racism. Stay within the tribe. Oh, my. And three, media is making mountain out of a molehill, sneaking in the disclaimer. Okay? Now. Those are just two of the opinions that I have gotten so far. And I really want to know what y'all think about this because it's really important. And I want to understand why is there so much backlash about this. Okay. Now, I have my own opinion, but I want to know what your opinions are because I could, you know, go a whole lot. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So y'all talk to me on this. But, you know, it, it's interesting because I, 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 kind of understand when Gil says that the network decided to do this because we know the networks, you know, they're all about ratings. They're all about, you know, getting ratings. And if it's controversial to them and they think it is, they're going to put it out there. They could care less about the backlash or what happens. Um, with Gail, you know, he, since forever, since Oprah came out, Gil has been associated at the hip with Oprah. Now, we know that these two individuals have hobnobbed with some of the uh, elite white people in the entertainment industry, which a lot of them have been accused of sexually. Uh, <laughs> what words can I use, y'all? Help me here. Put it this way, they, they, uh, um, sexual predators, okay? That's what I'm going to say. All right, uh, Weinstein, uh, who else? Epstein, even the president himself. Yeah, let's not leave him out. You know, and there's pictures with them hugging and kissing them. Actually, Oprah's so-called religious guru, whatever, he, he was just convicted uh, a couple of months ago of sexual battery, whatever, and and being sent away for some years. But the problem is, 
You don't hear them interviewing any of those guys. You don't hear them uh, uh, talking bad about it. You know, they just have stayed quiet on it, quiet. They have not a peep. But then again, they go after Russell Simmons, who, you know, has just been accused. There's nothing, you know, Michael, you know, we went after Michael Jackson. Uh, even R. Kelly. Of course, black people really didn't get upset too much about R. Kelly because, you know, it was a known fact that he was, you know, he was doing what he was doing. Uh, but to go after Kobe after Kobe is dead, has died, is something that, you know, that, that's, that's kind of a no-no. I mean, even if, if you mention it in, in a respectful manner, as she, was, she said, it isn't really respectful. The man is gone. You know, let it go. Let it go. As um, one of the people in the chat room just said, you know, hey, what about the family? You think the family want to hear that? They had to live through it anyway. You know, the guy was 24 years old. You know, he got caught up in the game. And I'm saying the game that young lady was was pushing. <laughs> you know, <sighs> you know, you want to feel bad for her, but at the same time, looking at the history between her and her girlfriend Oprah, no, you you really can't have sympathy for. Her. You can't. Even um, Susan Rice, you know, she came after Snoop Dogg. You know, talking about. Don't come after Gail because you're not going to like it. Yeah, whatever, Susan. Whatever. Gail King was wrong. I know you a journalist and what have you, but, and here's my other question. If you do an interview, shouldn't you be in the editing room with them to make sure they are putting out something you want to be put out, not just something they want to put out? So from what her uh, excuse was, after she left, you know, doing the interview, she just let them go ahead and put out what they wanted to. Then what kind of what? Really? Is that's how you that's how you doing things at CBS now? Charlie Rose, when Charlie Rose got accused of of sexual uh, harassment, Gail took up for Charlie Rose. And I actually like Charlie Rose. I really did. But once again, once again. But her her girlfriend has failed to take up for any of the black guys that have been accused. And I think that is, is what has the African-American community really up in arms. Now, I keep saying the African-American community because I have no idea what the white community feel about it. They may feel the same way. I don't know. That is just something I cannot speak on. <laughs> Bite says, um, I think media is attempting to create false narrative for quick profits. That is actually a nonsense story. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I got another one says, no, that was just the quickest lie which is Gail King, she could think of. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, hey, y'all talking to me right now. I like that. I like that. So, basically, I guess the consensus is Gail King, 
I don't care what your excuse was or how much threats you're getting. You were wrong. You were absolutely wrong. You know, and why is it when when they get they get caught wrong? You know, they have to come up well, and then you know tears, and then of course you know the Oprah had to get in on it. Well, Gail has really hurt, and she's been saying, "Who cares?" Oprah, you're part of the issue as well. The part of the question, you know, Oprah was about to do a a, a a documentary on Russell Simmons' accusation for Apple TV, but she got so much backlash about it that eventually she she canceled the documentary. So you know, don't act like she's as she's innocent either. She's in part of the problem, and I think that is what a lot of people are really saying right now. Y'all are part of the problem. No, if you're going to do it, do it for all, not just the black guys. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. Let's see, I got another text say, well, when you constantly got your face up the white man's butt, you can only see the BS they won't or tell you to. (laughs) Okay. All right. There it is. The people have spoken. They are not happy. Now, I guess the question is, how long uh, is this backlash going to last? How long is it going to last? Or will she eventually be forgiven? You know, say, okay. Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about Gail and Oprah. They're talking about Gail and Oprah. I understand. You know? <laughs> um, Yeah. So, Okay, well, thank y'all. I mean, if anybody else want to say anything, let me know. We 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 you know we can continue talking about this, but I, I think uh, you know basically it has been said. It has been said. <laughs> They're wrong. Gail should never brought that up. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Gail should never brought that up at that time. I know you know she wanted to get the whole thing, but you know, but and. and Honestly, Lisa Leslie was so elegant, and she handled it so well. You know, I was like, yes. You know, because I've never seen it. And and the media should leave it alone. Which, actually, they had. The media had left it alone until this instance right here. But I guess the mantra is, anything for what? Ratings. Anything for ratings. Um, Bike says, I'm ready for a strong black woman to be vice president, Candace Owens. Oh, heck no. Heck no. No, uh, you know, yeah, not Candace, though. Not Candace. Candace is a puppet. Candace is a puppet that is being used. Okay, Candace is a puppet. Not only a puppet, but she's a bruised and hurt puppet. Okay? The only reason Candace Owens is, is saying what she's saying and doing what she's saying is because she's up, she was upset because she didn't uh, get some help from the NWCP uh, on an issue she wanted. Although, on another case, she did get help from the NWACP, and she actually won a discrimination suit. So I, I don't know, Candace is, you know, 
No, 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 no. And actually, Candace was fired from Turning Point USA. You know, she said she resigned because she had other things to do. But no, she was fired, actually, because she said something against uh, Jews that they considered anti-Semitic, and they asked her to step down as the spokesperson, one of the spokespeople. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. As I said before, Candace Owens, she has some good ideas, and I agree with her, especially on the part about black people, you know, uh, just wanting to be Democrats. I agree with her on that. They need to get away from that. I do. But some of the other crap she be talking, nah, nah, you know, that's that's talk of a puppet right there. Now, if y'all don't know who Candace Owens is, she was a spokesman. Of, she's a young black woman, and uh, she's a spokesman for Turning Point USA. And if you remember when uh, Kanye West, was it Kanye? Yeah, Kanye Kanye West went to um <laughs> went to uh was on TMC talking about the universe and all that crazy. Candace Owens was the young woman on there with him. Well, you know, we consider her he was the handler. She was the handler. You know, so yeah. And from there she just you know, just blew up. You know, all right. She you can go and find her her videos on YouTube or what have you if you want to look and check out some of the things she wanna say. As I say, she has some ideas that I agree with, but the majority of them, nah. And see, that's the other thing, too. See, and, and thank you for bringing that up. You can make me get me to make another point here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, people, we, we have been taught in this country that you have to win. You have to win. You know, there's no ties. And you definitely cannot, you know, lose. You know, that's just a no-no. But as I said earlier, if you go back and look at some of the things, some of these people, you know, that you just despise are really, and look into and listen to what they're really saying, you may find that you actually agree with some of the stuff. Even some of your friends, you know, that are diehard Trump supporters and you're a diehard Trump hater. If y'all were to actually listen to each other, y'all may find some common ground somewhere. And I think that's the problem we have as far as a, a, a nation, as far as people, uh, political systems. We just want to win. We don't, we, we don't care uh, if we agree on it. We just want to win. But sometimes you, you have to, have to um, just sit back and, and say, okay, yeah, you got some good points. Yeah. You know, and if if we could get our our representatives to do that and actually work together and combine some of our ideas, I think this would be a better place. But if it's just uh, win all, take winner takes all. No, we're never going to have a, 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 a anything that's productive anymore. We're not. But dun, 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 let me not forget something here. Let's go back to the State of the Union address here for a moment, because I almost, almost forgot. I almost forgot. But let's talk about the Lush, Lush Limbaugh himself getting the Freedom, what was it, the Presidential Freedom Medal? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, excuse me, <laughs> I kind of got to say this, but listen, 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 y'all. Here is a part of the problem that I have with him getting it. 
one moment you stand up there in front of Congress, in front of the nation, and recognize a 103-year-old Tuskegee Airman General, right? You do this. You give me Lush Limbaugh, the President of Medal of Freedom? If anybody deserved that, don't you think that general deserved that? He's earned it. He's earned it. What did Lush, how did Lush Limbaugh earn that? By being a conservative uh, radio disc jockey, one of the president's closest friends? That's how he earned it? Now, let's compare what that airman Tuskegee general went through back in his day compared to what Lush Limbaugh has done. There's no comparison. And you know what? The, the, the real bad part about this whole thing was Lush Limbaugh act like he was just so surprised. Oh, my God. Really? He knew he was getting it. He knew he was getting it. But yet you got this general over here that went through hell, 103 years old. Do you know, 103 years old. And he got to watch you give a white man that has talked negatively about every person of color, gender, what have you, besides anybody white, and you got to watch him get the Presidential Medal or Freedom Medal or whatever the heck that thing is. Doesn't that kind of just take away from that medal altogether? Who who would ever want that? So he was promoted to Brigadier General. He should have got the medal too. Come on, Mike. Really? Are you 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 actually defending Lush Limbaugh on this one? Really, Mike? That general deserved everything he could have got that day. He's 103 years old. And I bet he has some stories he can tell. Lush Limbaugh did not deserve that civilian award at all. Not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. He has been diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh. So, since he has lung cancer, let's give him the highest civilian award we can give anyone. Oh, get the heck out of here. The medal is for civilians, dummy. Call me a dummy. I don't care. My point is he shouldn't have got it. I don't care if it was for civilians or, or, or radio hosts or whatever. He shouldn't have got it. Especially not at the State of the Union address. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're black, I mean, never mind. I'm just leaving that alone. I guess being a soldier, you can't be a civilian and a soldier, right? But damn, wait a minute. I was a soldier. I'm a soldier. But I'm a civilian too. 
I'm an American, don't they tell me? I guess I can't get that award. I can just get my my military awards and be happy. That's what we're saying, right? Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Let it be that, dear. My theory is Lushin and Bosh shouldn't have got that award. I don't care. Uh, I don't care. He shouldn't have got it. Period. You know, it was a disgrace. It really was. It was a disgrace. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. Besides, Burger Deal comes with a pension and Medicare. <laughs> did you really? Did you really? Did you did, 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 did you really just say that? Did you really just say that bite? Comes with a pension and Medicare, <laughs> medical care. Yeah, bike. Have you ever been? Are you a veteran, bike? I, I, I wonder. Are you a veteran? I, I just want to know. Are you a veteran? Since you 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 think the medical care that veterans receive are is so great. I just want to know. I just want to know. But anyway, anyway, so that is um, my take on that that issue right there. I made sure I wanted to get that in because (sighs) that was just sad. That was just sad. It really was. All right, so we got a little bit of time left here. I want to give you some information on these primaries that's coming up because – yeah, you know, it's time to vote, people. It's time to get out there and do your do. It, it really is. And I want y'all to be aware of what is coming up. And what is at stake? You know, X-ray 19-194 Armored Brigade. Okay. All right. All right. So you're a veteran. Okay. 19 X-ray, huh? When that's for Armored Brigade. All right. I'm going to have to check that unit out. I'm looking for notes right now because I, I, I got some things I want to tell you all about as far as what's coming up as far as um, our elections. Um, because primaries are, are about to begin. We know the one in New Hampshire is going to kick it off tomorrow. So, it, it, you know. But the only thing you're going to hear about is um, one of the ones you're going to hear about right now is for the presidential elections, but we need to work on Congress as well because we need to get those individuals out of there that's not going to do anything, that's not going to be uh, for the people. And we do. We need to get them out of there. You know, I know some of y'all are like, yeah, the Republicans need to take over the House or the Democrats need to take over the Senate. You know, maybe, maybe we just need to get a uh, somebody, some people in there that's just gonna do what's right. You know that that would be a whole lot better than one group holding, you know, holding most of the seats. Because we see what that gets us, right? Not a dang old thing. All right, <sighs> here we go. All right, let me tell you about what's about to go on here. 
<sighs> in the house, okay, in the house, you, right now, there are 2,355 candidates that have filed to run for the U.S. House of Representatives, okay? 1,038 are Democrats, 1,122 are Republicans, and 195 are, you know, classify themselves as other parties, okay? So that's the House. In the Senate, you have 348 candidates that have filed a run, 154 are Democrats, 142 are Republicans. That leaves 52 other that, that deals with um, party affiliation. And in the Senate, there are 35 seats that's up, you know, for re-election. 35. Okay. Democrats only need like four, three or four. Uh, the House, Democrats are ruling the House. The the the, the, uh, the Republicans need a, a good amount. But anyway, that is what we're looking at. And... Need to get out and vote, and you need to pay attention to that. You, you really do. You need to pay attention to the, who's running, um, who's running for these these Senate seats, for Congress. Period. You know there are, like I said, some primaries getting ready to kick off. The one tomorrow, of course, they're not going to tell you that because the only thing they're going to uh, keep harping on is the presidential, the presidential, the presidential. But as I said before, president only, you know, is only in office for eight years. That's it. Eight. Four and four. Four and four. Yeah. Let's see. Next month. Next month. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states. We have seven states that's going to have primaries. Next month alone, Alabama, Arkansas, Illinois, California, Texas, Ohio, and North Carolina. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. Don't just keep concentrating on this nonsense with with, with the, the 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 presidential candidates or whatever. You need to pay attention to who's running for Congress, who's going to represent you in, in that in no house in, in in you know that that place up there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Bite said, "I would like a political purge throughout all of America. All the current politicians would be fired and replaced by people who have never been politicians before." I agree with you on that, one, Bite. I agree with you. And that's my point. Now is the time to make that happen. Change never ha- never happens if you sit on your thumbs and say, well, they're doing a good job. I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, I don't have time to, to, to find out who else is running, so I'm just going to keep the person in there. In some of y'all states, your representatives are actually retired. I mean, you know, either not running for re-election or retiring. And you probably don't even know that. In Texas, the, the one of the black Republicans that the Republican Party thought was, you know, highly of, thought they was he was going to be the next main thing to come out of, out of the Republican Party. You know, he's decided he's not running for re-election. 
But I bet those some of those people in that district has have no idea. No idea. And like I said, he is a black guy. This is a black guy. Okay, so March, as I said before, North Carolina, Ohio, Texas, California, Illinois, Arkansas, Alabama. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I got a whole list here in front of me. Y'all just don't know. Um, yeah, that's it for that. And then March, let's see, April. April, you have Maryland, Pennsylvania. Yay, 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 yay. Just those two, Maryland and Pennsylvania. And these are just the primary dates. Okay, this, you know, you get to see who your candidates are, and you put your vote in. And you choose who will run on November the 3rd. Now, if y'all want me to, I can tell you who, you know, Who's having a primary every every month? If you want me to, up until the end, you can tell me that. That hey, that'll work. You know, Bike says the Republicans' time is limited. When Trump is out of the picture, they have nobody. And you're right. <laughs> you're right. You know what, Bike? And that's the case. And I was about to say that. You know, that's what's happening to Democrats. What happened to? Yep, you're right. Once Obama got out of office. The, the the Democrats have have nobody. They have nobody. You know, and I think that's another issue that the um, the Democrats are, are are facing is, you know, everybody want to say, well, you know, I want to run on the same way President Obama did. Well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Times have changed. Voters have changed. You just can't do that. So Bernie, Bernie, Bernie is okay. You know, Bernie is going to be Bernie. Bernie has been saying the same thing for the last 40 years. You know, Bernie is not going to change. But, and we'll probably get a little bit more into this next Monday, but I think the Democratic Party itself, they better look out for Pete Buttigieg. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I think they're really slipping on that. The, 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 his opponents are really sleeping on him. Okay, now and, and it really depends on who he gets as a running partner, because I think he can really make some headway in this democratic nonsense that's going on. I know some of y'all are like, huh? I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Number one, here it is. The biggest thing he has going for him right now is he has come out as gay, homosexual. He's a homosexual. I don't know how, whatever, however else to say it, okay? Now, as if you haven't been paying attention, you know, the LGBTQRSTUSV has become one of the most powerful political groups in the United States of America. Little it be known. They have. So, if he gets his ducks in a row and he can unite that group, now, let's understand what I'm saying here. Because when you start talking about the LGBTQR, you know, the people right there, there's no specific group. That's a 
a, a, a gathering of people. You have men, you have women, you have blacks, you have whites, you have non-binary, you have binary, you have all kinds that, that will come and, and support this guy. Only thing he has to do is say the right things and be clean. Yeah. Bite says Bernie promises to end college debt. Yeah, a whole lot of them promise to end college debt. You know, and, and here's another thing. Here's a, here's something else. You know, when y'all go to these town forums, because you know these guys, they're going to have some town forums because why? I'll tell you why. Because they want your vote. In order to get your vote, they know they have to come see you now. You know, they can't just do the drive-by wave and, and keep going because they have to come see you. Now, everybody comes up with all these great things they're going to do. You know, I'm in college debt. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know what you should ask them? You know, that's fine you say it, but tell me how. How are you going to do it? How are you going to get Congress to agree to it? You know, and, and, I, and why I say Congress because let's think about this thing. Remember when Barack Obama was running for office and what he said, he's going to move Guantanamo Bay and he's going to do this until he got in office and tried to do it? Guantanamo Bay is still open, people. He was going to end the wars. But what he did actually was shift troops from Iraq to Afghanistan, some 6,000 troops. See, it's easy to say what they're going to do, but the question is, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get this past Congress? How are you going to do this without raising the the, 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 the debt, national debt? How are you going to do it? I know what you say, but how? How? H-O-W. How are you going to do it? That is one of the questions we need to start asking. They can stand up there and tell us what they're going to do and, you know, who they're going to do. But how are you going to do it? <laughs> Bite says, stop asking that question so loudly. People will hear you. <laughs> <coughs> okay, I will. But that is the question. How are you going to do it? You know, how? You know, if you can't tell me how you're going to do it, then what you're saying right now has no no bite to it, no validity to it at all. Because that's what I need to know. How are you going to do it? See, these are things we have to start doing. These are the way to make sure we get people in that know what we want and how we're going to do it. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, hold on for a minute. I got somebody want to comment here, which is interesting, and we're going to see. All right, uh, Triple One, welcome to the show. What you got for me? Hi, Mr. Talk. How you doing? How you doing, Miss Lady? I'm doing fine. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What you got for me? Um, Well, I think Bernie Sanders' uh, plan is to put a, a tax on traders when they trade stocks 
and I don't know if um, I don't know if you know it's going to vary. I think for student loan and for Medicare, I think he's going to do it. Yes, by putting a tax uh, a fee on uh, on these tra- on these people who trade stocks. So that's how he's going to allegedly pay for it. If I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be, that? I think, a, I don't know. Cause Go ahead. I mean, you know, a, a lot of, there's a lot of money traded every single day. And so I don't know, um, you know, how, you know, that's one method to get mm-hmm. another mode. Okay. That's, yeah. See, for now, I mean, Sounds good, but now you're talking about messing with a lot of rich folks' money. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. They they can afford it. It's not. It yeah. Mm-hmm. They can, but the question is, will they allow it to be done? Well, you know. Mhm. You know, and a lot of those rich folks. It. See, a lot of those rich folks will also be sitting in uh, Congress at the same time. Mm-hmm. Also, he's going to mm-hmm. yeah, put a tax on the wealthy. You know the um, inheritance uh, tax um, that was um, remarkably decreased. I guess he would put some of that back on there. Um, also, I like I guess about the corporate. Um, you know how uh, Trump actually reduced the taxes for corporations. So. Generally, pay no taxes like the Amazons and the Apples and the Netflixes and that stuff. They would have to pay some kind of corporate tax. So it would have to tax, it would have to come primarily from your corporations and you know the wealthy. It's not going to come from the poor and the lower middle class. I don't think. If yeah, so, well. if, allegedly, if you get if you get you know, your health insurance, you might have to pay a little bit more in taxes, but it actually be um, less than, I guess, the average deductible. The people have to pay yearly deductible uh, if they don't, I don't know, uh, I guess. Um, and it can range from, from you know, not much to a lot of money if you have a family. I met a man about five years ago, and his deductible, his first family was like, Four thousand dollars a year, so he wouldn't pay that. So, so if you took that away and his taxes increased, you know, five hundred dollars a year, a thousand dollars a year, he's still ahead. So I don't know the oh, specifics, okay. but those are a lot of um, there's a ways to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. There's ways to do it, but I don't think the the one percent or the top ten percent um, in this country are going to allow that to happen. Well, yeah, and I like mean, I said, either to even to make that work, it still would have to go through Congress, and a lot of those individuals are some of the biggest investors there is. So that that'd be a battle. That that really would, but. At the same time, well, some of them, that, you know, he, some he of them has agree. some ideas of what he want to try and do, huh? Some of them actually agree that they should pay more taxes. In fact, um, 
Warren Buffett has been saying that for years. There are other wealthy people that say yes. Tom Sawyer is one. He's a billionaire. So Leslie runs the president. He agrees that the wealthy should pay more taxes. So there are some that do agree. Um, okay. There's one, a guy, yeah. an Indian, I think his name is, oh, I, I'll have to look it up. But he's on TED Talks, and he talks about the income inequality and how, you know, he became a billionaire, and he agrees. He, you know, it's, it's unfair as to what has happened, the, the inequality of resources, and um, that, yeah, wealthy people do need to pay, to, to pay more, and that um, the country cannot sustain itself um, the way it's going. Because what's happening is the middle class is really being decimated, and that's pretty much who's kind of kept the country going, buying the goods and services, you know, buying the cars, taking the vacations, you know, on the cruise lines, or, you know, flying their family here and there, buying refrigerators and dishwashers and cars. So if they're not able to do that, um, then, you know, it really impacts the economy. So when they say the economy's going great, it's going great for the wealthy, yeah, and, and, and the elite, but it's not doing great for everybody else. So... I don't know how it's going to continue to go the way it's going. They're, they're having a hard time in some some areas that are so expensive to live in to find. They're closing because the businesses, because they can't find, first of all, they can't pay the staff what it takes because, you know, the employees, they need a certain amount of income in order to work there. And, you know, with living within a certain radius of the business, and, and there's help on its side, um, and they can't keep employees. And so they end up forcing them to close because they, because the average worker, you know, cannot afford to live near where he works. He can't afford to to stay, to, to, to remain as an employee. And the end, you know, um, so, so, you know, it just can't keep going the way it's going if you're going to have a thriving country. People are just getting more and more into debt. And I've yeah. come to find out a lot of these cars on the road, they're leased. They're not being bought. They're just being leased. People aren't even yeah. buying their cars anymore, which is interesting. Interesting. But, I mean, if you have a business, yeah, you lease it, right? You run up on your taxes. But people, they're not even doing that. And they're leasing them because they cannot afford to put a big down payment and pay um, a, a big car note every so that tells you something because that was not like that in the past. Yeah. And they're living, yeah. yeah, and they're living, they're living on a credit card, and they want to two payments away from being homeless. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, and you and you, know, you can see yeah, the but, homeless encampments that are keep growing and growing and growing. Just do a Google search on homeless in Los Angeles and homeless in the San Francisco Bay Area encampments. It's, I, you know, it's I mean, ridiculous. You know, but that's not that's not a necessity or importance to to our government. It's not. I mean, it sounds good when you're running for office, but once you get in, you know, I don't care. I don't care. 
But well, then again, that falls just, back that that falls back on the legislators as well because they they come from those districts, you know, and, and you the know local what? officials be, in, yeah, in right. as well. And see, this is so the those thing. those some of the things you a, should be holding your your representatives speak to the fire about. You know, what are we going to do about this? I mean, uh, Austin, Texas, both, both you know, they have a, a, one of the largest homeless populations, and that's right downtown in the in the um, entertainment um, section. You know, you, you, you go down there, you know, and, and it's a whole bunch of them hanging out right there. You know, and for years they've been and trying to go clean up. And they say, say and how does it get to Las Vegas? They say it's a homeless going homeless problem in Las Vegas, and it gets 110 degrees in the summer. That's a desert. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, so, it's, it's some things, you know, it's some things that can be done. But the question is, once again, how can we fix it? It's easy to talk about what's going on, and but how? And if we don't hold well, the politicians, like said, have- if we don't hold the politicians feet to the fire on it, it's going to continue to, to, to continue just as it is because nobody's requiring them to change. Nobody is telling, asking them or telling them, we need to do something. We need to do something now. Not five years down the road, not three years down the road, now, because that is what is needed. Well, you know, you're right. Both Democratic legislature and Republicans who have been in office for the past 25 years, I, um, I hold them there's accountability there on both sides. However, right now you have um, a situation where nothing's going to be done for that situation at the federal level, it appears. And um, so it's going to be up to the individual state to take care of their citizens, however it may be. The bad thing about the homeless situation is if you start, because there's housing, there's money that's been dedicated to putting up housing for homeless in some areas. But then what, so what happens is you'll get more people coming that way. So I guess they'd have to establish residence. So you just can't come here yesterday when we well, elected you housing know. and think you can come. So you have to establish that you were a citizen of the state for the past three years or whatever, five years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, here's, here's, here's something else with that. You know, there's money that's been established, you know, set aside for housing for the homeless. But the question is, who wants that housing in their neighborhoods? You know, where is these houses? Where are these houses going to be built? You know, and when you start talking about that, those are the things you have to think about because you can guarantee there's going to be some backlash. Somebody's going to say, "No, we don't want them near us." No, you, uh, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. Well, so now you have you a little fight on your hands. So what politicians are going to stand up and say, look, this is what's going to happen and this is where it's going to be? Well, it is happening in some places it's, it's currently. It's, it's, and so, so, yeah, there are areas to put up housing for homeless. I mean, the government-owned land itself, your, your, your local jurisdictions own land as well. And they're not always in a residential area, you know, in – what, what you, it's not going to be in a gated area. We know that. But there's areas that you could house people. Yeah, yep. All right. Thank you, Miss Lady. I, I need to get up out of here. But thank you for that. And, you know, you, I'm sure you're giving some people some things to think about. But, yeah, you are absolutely correct. But thank you, ma'am. 
Good hearing your voice. I, oh, I think that what time uh, the corporations paid at least uh, 10 to 20 percent uh, uh, towards taxes. I mean, there was a lot of, I think, years, decades ago, and it was not a problem. And so you go from that to paying nothing? <laughs> and you're making billions of dollars every year? Come on, well, that's the Well, that's the politicians that are elected. But once again, thank you, Miss Lady. <laughs> Talk to okay. you later. Okay. Sorry. All right. All right. All right, y'all. What a great show. We 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 running short of time, so we gonna get out of here. Um, I want to thank everybody. Bite three four five pulling for you. Tata that was here earlier in the chat room, and everybody else that I you know I don't see or will be listening later. Thank you for listening. It's been a great show. I appreciate your participation. And, uh, Comments. Uh, a little admin note. Show would only be coming on Mondays now, same time, just on Mondays, okay? That way I can bring you more uh, more information, more uh, detailed information, and we can have a lot better some conversations, okay? Um, but I will be back Monday. Uh, once again, I want to say thank you. It's been fun. Uh, going out here, I'm just going to say this one thing. We cannot force someone to hear a message they are not ready to receive, but we must never underestimate the power of planting a seed. Okay? So, in other words, hey, everybody's not going to hear what you have to say right away because everybody don't listen. However, that doesn't mean they won't go back and think about that conversation and a light bulb may just go off. And if it's just one person, hey, that's a good thing, right? I think it is. All right. So once again, thank y'all for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate you. I love you. Uh, and I'll see y'all back here next next Monday. Yeah, next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, with another great show for you. All right. So peace, love. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is groovy, baby. All right, so we're going to take you out here with the show's new closing song, and I'll see you all next Monday. Have a great week. I'm out.
drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.